0: Welcome to Body Matters Podcast, where we bring to you raw and inspiring content on all things to do with body positivity and eating disorder recovery. Welcome back to the Understanding Body Matters podcast. We are really excited for this episode because we have brought back a really special guest to us who is Maddie Tyers. We have had her on an episode quite a while back now on starting conversations about eating disorders, but we have brought her back to discuss one of her really main passions in life, which is talking about building positive body image. So we touched on many really important topics such as how parents can better support their kids with building positive body image, what positive body image looks like, a whole range of things and strategies that can help ultimately build one's positive image at the end of the day. So we really hope that you enjoy this episode and we'll see you in two weeks time. Hi Maddie, welcome back to the Understanding Body Matters podcast. We're really excited to have you on another episode today.
1: Thank you so much. Two Maddies in uh, in one room, in one pot. Uh, exactly. There you go. <laughs> I'm so happy, happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: That's okay. We've definitely wanted you on again. We know you have been an inspiration to many people, um, especially, I guess, talking on building positive body image, which is why we wanted to bring you back. We did have you on an episode, it feels like ages ago now. It's just been flying by. Does, but. doesn't it? <laughs> um it was I just know, this
1: year's just flown Maddie yeah I feel like it was about 12 months ago now probably
0: was it that's insane oh gosh it could have been <laughs>
1: who knows who, what is time what is I time? know exactly
0: <laughs> <laughs> um I think it was on starting conversations about eating disorders which is also a really important topic but I guess because you are so passionate about building and talking about positive body image we really wanted to bring you back just to dive on deeper about that topic as well. Awesome. So if anyone did, sounds great. Listen- yeah, look,
1: um, yeah, I'm really, uh, yeah. Sorry to interrupt, Maddie. Was yeah, I think, um, like, like we were sort of saying, going back. Oh gosh, could have been six months. Could have been twelve months ago. <laughs> it was lovely chatting to you guys, and you know, having some of those really sort of, I suppose, important conversations that you know might a lot of the time get sort of shoved under the carpet. And I think, mm. yeah, talking about body positive body image is, is such a, a relevant thing. And I think coming out of a pandemic, especially, I think, um, you know, there's been some incredible research that's sort of happened over the last two years and, you know, people are really struggling at the moment. We have spent mm. a lot of time online. So I think it's a really good time to be having, yeah, having this conversation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess, For those who didn't listen to that episode, why don't you quickly introduce yourself so that those who don't know you may get to know you a little bit better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So hi, everyone. My name is Maddie Ties. i I'm an actor and a writer and a voiceover artist and a bit of a jack of all trades, really, uh, from Melbourne um, in Australia. And yeah, I am a bit of a body uh, positive activist, um, body image uh, activist. I have done a lot of work in the past with the Butterfly Butterfly Foundation, and of course, the, the wonderful team here at Body Matters. Um, yeah, I've written a, a book as well, uh, a children's book came out last year when Anna came to stay that is um yeah a picture story book that really covers those um early sort of I suppose topics and themes around negative body image and uh yeah my aim with that book was sort of to yeah start a conversation exactly like we're having today with the younger generation and their families so yeah this is something I'm super passionate about Maddie and yeah really really happy to be here again
0: absolutely I think especially with your book, it targets a younger audience, especially really younger kids, which I think is definitely important to start that conversation. I feel like many wouldn't really know how to have that conversation when it gets to teens, but sometimes it's almost too late when you wait until they start high school and stuff like that. So I think a book like you have brought out for children is a really important place to start opening up a gentle conversation about body image. I feel like it has to be, many people see it as a really scary conversation, but I don't think it, Needs to be, and I think we're slowly getting into a better place where it's more of an open and normal conversation to have. But your book would definitely have a positive impact on many, many kids.
1: Oh, thank you, Maddie. Yeah, absolutely. And that was my whole kind of, I suppose, intention behind writing writing the book. I was someone that sort of had uh, eating troubles and 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 negative sort of toxic thoughts and behaviors around food sort of start at a really early age. And I thought, well, if I could potentially do something that would could help those that sort of going through something similar like that would just be my my job done basically, so yes, getting that conversation, getting those sort of um yeah, those thoughts out into the open is a really 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 great place to start
0: mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, we do, we have changed it up a bit. I think when we first interviewed you, it was a challenge you faced at the beginning of the episode, but we've changed it in season two. So it's a high and low of your week. So is there, I know it is only Wednesday as we're recording this. Is there a high and yes. low of your week or even next week, last week um, Yeah, stands out to you? Oh, look, absolutely. I have quite
1: a, quite an easy one to go to, uh, Maddie. So we, my husband and I, Jimmy and I, we last week, very exciting, we bought a new car. Um, mm. Something that we've been needing for a very long time. When I say new car, it's secondhand, but it's still relatively new, new for us. Um, and we've been looking for a car for a while now just because our our last car is on its last legs or uh, wheels. And um, <laughs> yeah, so that was very exciting. We went to pick it up last Monday. So I've been driving around in this van in nice red cards, nice and shiny and clean. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, I finally have a nice toy to play with because I've always just owned secondhand kind of cars that are, you know, a bit rough around the edges. So this has been really <laughs> lovely. However, it's a bit of a positive and negative, Maddie, because you'll never believe this, but my dear husband, who I absolutely love to bits, uh, was reversing the car out of the driveway oh, no. when we first got it and he <laughs> it into a letterbox so we've literally had it for I think maybe 4.5 minutes and (laughs) um, it's got a big dint down the side of it already so look it was one of those moments where I was like this is why we can't have nice things yep. but you know what it, at the end of the day we've kind of brushed it off we are going to go get it fixed uh in the next couple of weeks but it's still lovely uh, on three sides of the car <laughs> <On> so- <laughs> <three sides. laughs> I know so it's kind of like a high and a low wrapped up into one one was it a car. big dent? Look, it is. Um oh. surprisingly, I was like, How did this even happen? Poor thing, if there was a reverse camera on it too, and I don't we've never had one of those and I don't think Jimmy saw that and I don't think he clearly didn't see the letterbox either. <laughs> so it's got a nice big scrape down the side, but oh. it's okay. It's all fixable, no one was hurt. So that's the main thing. But yeah, that was a little bit of a, a negative spin on a on a on like a positive positive activity, I suppose.
0: <laughs> I will I will say those reverse cameras can be a bit deceiving they don't I when I first had one for the first time it doesn't tell you I don't know how far exactly things are like it looks a completely different Range when it's so true,
1: <laughs> so true. And also, I think look again. Probably, you know, I am giving Jimmy the benefit of the doubt here. But we used to have on our last car like a like a beeping sound when you'd reverse. Oh, yes. So if you were close to something, it'd kind of beep and like like alert you to kind of stop. uh So this one doesn't have that, which we have learnt. So um <laughs> hilarious. So no, it's been a it's been a funny week. But I do the car is awesome, and we are loving it. Um, and yeah, we'll get it fixed soon. So there Perfect. you
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we may as well just dive on in. So I guess to start off the conversation, I thought it'd be good to see your perspective of what positive body image looks like to you.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally. Oh, absolutely, Maddie. It's um it's a really interesting question because it does come body image and and body, you know, self-esteem comes in so many different I suppose, shapes and forms and it's individual to everyone, right? Like everyone's take on body images can be, you know, different to the next. But for me, positive body image is really sort of embracing and and learning to love the skin that you're in and, and appreciating your body for what it can do, all the amazing things it can do rather than what it looks like so you know it's it's something that it's it's taken me a long time to really kind of understand and appreciate and 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 obviously love but you know I'm 32 now and I think I'm you know in a real a really sort of positive happy place in myself and in my body in that yeah I really kind of get up in the morning and go wow look how lucky I am that I can get up and walk my dog and and make make a beautiful breakfast with with you know like you know a, a body that's sort of able and so I think I'm i it's one of those things it's sort of appreciating it's appreciating what you got and what you've got and and what it can do and um you know everyone is so different and unique and beautiful and um it's yeah just absolutely nothing to do with the physical side but all about mm-hmm. you know how it makes you feel and what you can do I suppose
0: I completely agree I think a lot of people perceive as positive body images physical um but i think that we're definitely getting into a place where i guess it's being comfortable in your own skin like it's not that Mm -hmm. physical outside part of loving i mean obviously love yourself but i mean Mm -hmm. i grew up with poor body image myself as well but over especially working at body matters where it is your main focus of helping others Mm -hmm. get through stuff like this it's it makes you think about how i mean we have bodies that work we have bodies that. Mm -hmm. I mean function, there are a lot of people that don't have it that way, unfortunately. Absolutely. But, I mean, there's little things you can start to love, like curvy models. Mm-hmm. It's like it's nice and normal to have curves, but people don't see it like that, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. everybody is it's completely so true. Different.
1: And that's exactly right. And I often think about it. I kind of go, you know, for so long, you know, when I was a lot younger, you sort of have these images and ideas of what what a good body or a yeah. right body is right and um when you really kind of break that down and go okay well if everyone's striving to look a certain way and and um have this 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 you know particular body how how boring would the world be as well Mm -hmm. imagine if everyone walking around the streets looked exactly like you like it would just be so boring i think you know happiness and excitement and and um you know um I i just enthusiasm for life life comes from diversity and being different so I think really embracing your differences and and being proud of them is something we all need to sort of learn how to do look it's easier said than done as well of course Mm -hmm. but I think um, when you think about it that way I think you know we're all put on this planet to be who we are not to sort of replicate one another I suppose so yeah it is that real kind of coming to terms with that mental side I think Maddie
0: yeah definitely the mental side I mean I know over the years I felt the ideal body shape that people view, it changes every year. Like Mm. in the 1900s, Mm. it was a curvier, bustier look. And then it went to stick thin and then it went, it's like it changes all the time. It's almost impossible. Your body's not going to look an exact way that Mm. social media perceive. I mean, it's getting a lot better, but obviously there's always that ideal body shape people crave and wants, but it's 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 constantly changing. It's not going to be, you're not never going to, be able – it's not realistic, I guess, to – Oh, completely.
1: Yeah. It's so odd when you really think about it too, when you go – that there's almost like body trends, like there is fashion trends, yeah. you know? Yeah. like So like you said, you know, back in the 60s, it was this real curvy kind of Marilyn Monroe kind of-esque sort of look, and then we went through a really quite – you know, catwalk, runway model, stick thin kind of thing. And, you know, then there's the sporty physique. And now you kind of were in a period of almost like Kim Kardashian, ultra curvy, big bums, you know. Mm -hmm. But all of this stuff, like you said, is completely unachievable when we're actually not, Built that way, like yep. all of this stuff is so um, manufactured and 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 unreal. And even people like Kim Kardashian fully admit to the fact that they don't even look the way they appear on their Instagrams. Exactly. You know, a lot of these people have openly come out and said that all of my images are doctored and and, and photoshopped and and um, adjusted to look a, a certain way, which is to- which is really scary and deceiving because we do often look upon these people as sort of uh, you know with with rose-colored glasses. thinking oh this is a way you know we're meant to be and meant to look and meant to act when really that's not even how they're looking and acting you know Mm -hmm. it's it's very it's very if i find it very interesting to really dive deep into but on a surface level sometimes you don't you don't even think of that stuff like I do just because I'm sort of talking about it all the time but you know the everyday person would walk past a billboard and look at it and probably subconsciously take that information yeah. and that image in and just so you know sort of feel that that's what they need to to look like I've kind of got a real sort of skeptical um, mm. way of sort of breaking down media and images and, and and advertising these days but that's just because I've come with sort of practice I suppose yeah but it is something we need to constantly be checking in on ourselves. Like, how does this image make us feel? Like, how how is you know this scrolling through social media? How do I feel after I get off Instagram or TikTok? Mm-hmm. Or do I feel good? Do I feel happy about myself, empowered, and 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 uh, excited about the day? Or do I feel inadequate or find that I'm comparing myself? And I think that's something we really need to start checking in on ourselves a little bit more to make sure that we're not um doing disservice to our body image i think
0: exactly i think it's always important to pull yourself back like obviously Mm. naturally humans compare themselves to other humans especially on social media but i guess if you are feeling a certain way about wanting to change your body to look like a certain type of model that you do follow on instagram it's pulling back those emotions understanding why I guess, Mm -hmm. and figuring that out first, because once you do acknowledge Mm. that it's not achievable, first of all, it's not realistic. Mm -hmm. They've most likely gotten job done um, and admitted to it. I guess when you think about all that, it kind of puts things into perspective for you, I guess.
1: Absolutely. It really does. And I often kind of think like, are these people that we're looking at, are they actually happy? Sure, yeah. they might be smiling in a photo, but you know, it, it is kind of sort of trying to see the other side of this image and, and all the work and effort that's gone into it. And I often take it back to the Kardashians and I sh- I sound terrible because I actually no. do like love watching the Kardashians I'm a (laughs) sucker for keeping up with the Kardashians but I I. do like to use them as (laughs) use them as a bit of a um an example just because they are they're the the, I suppose are probably the most famous family in the world and uh Mm -hmm. kind of recognizable you know by anyone but with 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 them in particular you know they are a, a brand they've created a brand around their name and their image and the way they all look and um you know Kim herself has come out openly and spoken about the fact she has an entire team working for her. So, you know, you know, she has her makeup artist, her stylist, her nail technician, her photographer, her, you know, um, personal assistant. And of course, you know, her PR team that are with her 24 hours a day, making sure that, all the content that is being you know, sort of, I suppose, produced around her is the way that they want it to be seen by the world. So it's all tailored and tweaked and and, and made to look a particular way. So yeah. it is just reminding ourselves when we are seeing these images that, you know, sure, we might look at them and think, oh, wow, she's beautiful, she's perfect. But it's made to th- the image is put out there to make us feel that way is Mm -hmm. it because they're selling and selling and selling us an item or a product or a service and most of the time 90 percent of the time it is that's exactly what they're trying to do so Mm -hmm. it is trying to it's saying it's not saying don't look at this stuff because it is everywhere it's hard to avoid but it's sort of just sort of looking at it with a more critical lens I think is how we've got to sort of uh, approach this um this stuff too
0: I completely agree I guess it kind of moves into our next question which is pretty big one. Um, I guess the role social media plays on our body image, because Mm. I guess at the end of the day, I think that's where it all ultimately starts. Um, Especially as a younger girl or male, you can't help, but feel certain ways when you are viewing people that aren't helping your body image online, Um, which I like to say, I can't even pronounce her name, probably Mariah, I can't even do it. Maria Kondo, is that what her name is? Ah,
1: Marie Kondo. Yes. With with your social media. Cleaning up the house. Yes.
0: Yes. They completely clean up your socials. Just only follow people you truly are happy at viewing. I just, I did it almost a year ago now and it's almost the best thing I've ever done because there's so many people Mm -hmm. out there that are so positive and like build, I mean, really good mental health it it's supports mental health for a lot of younger women and men struggling with mental health um
1: completely yeah. I really agree with that, Maddie, and I love that analogy, like using Murray Kondo's uh, does it spark joy to, yes, to work out it. whether you should cleanse your social media. What do they say? I call it like a friend's cleanse. It's good to do every now and then. Like I And I like I, like you mentioned, you did it recently. I do it every couple of months myself because, you know, often you'll start, you will, you just start to scroll and good old algorithms are good at doing mm-hmm. that and they'll go, oh, you know, but Maddie likes a particular kind of, um, you know, clothing or whatever it may be and so you'll start getting inundated with similar things so it is sort of what uh, curating your social media feed to make sure that it is leaving you feeling good um, which I find is not always the case and it is it's a really sort of double-edged sword because I find social media can be a really fantastic positive space you know the, re- the reason it was originally created is to connect people, right? Yeah. To make sure that we're sort of, you know, able to be in contact with people that might not be our next door neighbour or someone we work with. It's, you know, people overseas, family members that live distantly. And, you know, I think, especially during COVID and lockdown and not being able to see our loved ones, social media and the internet in general was such a a fantastic space because it allowed us to stay connected so you know in a lot of ways it is a really fantastic medium for keeping connected however it can be it does have that really toxic side as well and mm. um, you know that slippery slope of falling into you know almost I suppose a technology or you know device addiction to um, yeah making us feel terrible about ourselves just because of the amount of content we're kind of consuming on a daily basis and Yeah, it's interesting too, because I think back to when my issues around food and body image and self-esteem really sort of started at that age of about eight, and I didn't have social media back then. This is going back to the, you know, late 90s. Like, I didn't have a phone. I was a kid and I watched TV and sure was probably saw advertising and stuff like that. But I, gosh, nothing like what kids today are sort of faced with. So, Hmm. you know, kids as young as five, six have got phones with, TikTok on it and, and and YouTube and social media so the amount of images they're consuming compared to say I was is just uh, com- uh, uncomparable like it's just it's it's crazy and so I sort of think it's such a harder job I suppose for parents and young people today to to really learn those skills to separate themselves and again hence why I sort of thought it would be a good reason to write my book to sort of start that conversation even earlier yeah. now because it is something that young people are facing earlier because it's available earlier you know all this mm-hmm. um, barrage of information so yeah I think curating that feed can be really it's a really helpful start I think also and you know I can be um, you know I say this it's a, and I myself need to sort of practice it a little bit as well is being off my phone more, Mm. you know, we do spend so much time on our devices. And I think we had a a good excuse over the last two years with lockdown and being, I suppose, bored and also wanting to be connected. We spend a lot of time on our phones. Um, And so learning to just have some time away from our devices and just actually connecting with people in real life again, like relearning those skills and and getting outside and being in fresh air and nature and and sort of being away for that from that constant um, yeah that con- those constant pressures and so I think that's also another really important thing to kind of you know check in with yourself and do regularly um, and yeah thinking about other strategies I think you know I think the unfollow thing is something that everyone should really put into practice I also think um, you know finding making sure you're following people that again going back to that what does self-esteem mean for you like people following people not for what their body looks like or what they look like but what they do like what is it that this 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 actor or this singer or you know a, a chef does that makes you excited to Um, you know, watch their content? Is it that they're really funny? Is it that they make fantastic meals? Is it that they, um, gosh, you know, um, are inspiring you with, you know, daily kind of awesome kind of quotes or Mm. affirmations? So it's sort of looking at the content you're consuming and asking yourself why you're consuming it. And I think there are a lot of, you know, accounts out there that can, um, you know, sort of Look at face value like they might be um, there to help you, but is it really? So yeah. you know I'm sort of thinking down the wellness track and and the fitness track and stuff. and don't get me wrong, there's a fantastic there's a lot of fantastic accounts out there that do really support um, you know fantastic you know physical activities and and all of that kind of stuff. But I think at the end of the day, how does it make you feel? Is it making you feel better about yourself or is it making you feel? not good about yourself and sort of really sort of yeah either removing that unfollowing or just yeah just not following it all in the first place so yeah there's a few a few tips and tricks there that I you know practice quite regularly but probably should do more uh, (laughs) more of that I would highly recommend uh, your audience um, practice as well.
0: Hmm. I mean, it is hard. A lot of our job is to be on socials, um, but I just get so lost in it. I get like, like especially with TikTok, I was never one to look at it or view it, but now they've moved to Instagram where they've got all the reels that have come from TikTok. So it's just so easy to just get trapped in like a, like I could sit there for over an hour. I hate to admit it. Oh,
1: easy. Oh, people people do it for longer than that. Buddy. I I've know. Like, I was on TikTok for two and a half hours in bed before bed last night. Like I went to bed early specifically to go to sleep and then they were like, yeah. oh, and I got on a, a TikTok, you know, rabbit hole. It's so easy to do. And this is the other thing too. You kind of think, again, sort of thinking deeply about this stuff. Like if you think about what these, um, these app developers and these, um, I suppose, these platform tech gurus that are creating these uh these platforms for us they're all like absolute like experts in their field right they are they are engineers in tech designed to make apps that are addictive for us Mm -hmm. they're there I actually was listening to a podcast the other day with a guy called Johan Hari and he's um an amazing psych who he's done a lot of research around um our loss of attention over the last sort of decade and how um, purely because of social media and the internet and and just how much content we consume on a daily basis, it's actually kind of, um, it's sort of reduced our ability to absorb information. And so mm-hmm. our, our, um, our attention spans have shortened drastically. And you think about a TikTok, right? They don't go longer than 20 seconds because we don't really want to sit around and watch anything longer than that because that's where our kind of... Um, Our attention's at these days, but these people are designing apps to get us addicted. And I think sometimes I have to remind myself that when I'm, you know, mindlessly scrolling on Instagram, I go, I have to kind of check myself and go, "Oh, hang on, this is exactly what they want me to be doing." (laughs) And just kind of, and it's not to say don't enjoy it because these things are made to enjoy as well. But it's just kind of um, being a bit subjective about it and going, ah, like I don't want to, you know, I don't want to waste three quarters of my day doing this this is yeah this doesn't actually make me happy doing this um and ultimately does it does it sort of um is it a good thing for my my self-esteem and my body image you know Mm. if no is the answer well then you know let's start doing something to change that reducing our time on it
0: exactly as hard as it can be but it is definitely Mm. possible
1: absolutely absolutely
0: well i guess my last question was which I guess it's also a really big one Um, and it is quite broad, but how can parents help build like positive body image, especially from such a young age? What could they be doing that a lot of parents may not be, I guess? Yeah.
1: Great. Such a good question, Maddie. Such a good question. I often, I've been asked this a bit in the past about, you know, in in particular relation to my experience and what could have, you know my parents done or what could have we done as a family to sort of avoid the path that i went down and look i of there's when i think about it there's probably nothing i think i was just unfortunately one of those you know kids that was incredibly sensitive and and over overthinking you know over overthought everything and was incredibly empathetic and i think just a bunch of traits combined with a bit of a stressful sort of um you know personality as well just led led me down this track however i do think there are some you know some things parents and families can focus on to uh really sort of i suppose encourage positive body image and mm. i think the first and most important thing for me is going back to what our bodies can do rather than how they look and I think parents really encouraging and applauding and inspiring their kids to do the things that they love that make them feel good like be it doing a sport um, you know writing painting um, singing like what activities that have absolutely nothing to do with the way their bodies look um, make them thrive. So it's really encouraging those things. Um, you know, as a kid, I was really into into sport, into dancing as well, and that was my sort of little escape and drama as well. So you know, really fostering those skills and and sort of teaching kids from a young age that, um, you know sort of following those dreams and those, um, those you know, aspirations can really actually build confidence and can build um, self-esteem. So, which in, in turn obviously helps with body image too. So, I think that's one of my first things. Um, I think a second thing that sometimes parents probably don't think about but can kind of subconsciously, uh, I suppose, be absorbed by, by their children is just really watching your language around food and diet with, yeah. with kids. So yeah. often, I, yeah, and it's often something that's really done unintentionally, but, you know, parents that may be concerned about their weight and might be dieting or watching what they're eating and, and might have a complex kind of relationship with food themselves, that can actually latch on to your children so just sort of really watching you know the dialogue you have around food and and yes and no foods and good and bad foods and and um diets and stuff like that it's sort of really um I suppose re-educating yourself so you can educate your children. So learning about mm-hmm. food is fuel, and and looking after your body. And there's no such thing as bad foods, and and uh, no such and you know no one should feel guilty or punish themselves for eating certain things. So I think it's just really watching that language and behaviours uh, yourself, because mm-hmm. yeah, again, can really uh, be picked up um, subconsciously even by by your kids. Um, and then lastly, I think it is just being open, um, open with your kids and having the dialogue, having the conversation, starting the conversation about body image at an early age, you know, um, how does this make you feel like, you know, how are you feeling about your body? Like what, what are the thoughts and feelings associated with that and why? And I think a lot of the time we are we don't talk about this stuff, we don't talk about how we feel about our bodies, we just kind of keep it in. And it just like it just kind of, um, you know, manifests inside, and we just feel quite awful. And it, you know, might kind of come out in, in different ways, be it with our moods, or the way we treat other people. But I think, if we can just have conversations with our family and, and friends about, you know, how certain things make us feel, be it, social media or Hmm. the words of other people at school um we can actually start to sort of I suppose um yeah push away some of those um Negative thoughts and and kind of really um, break them down. Like, why are we feeling like this? What is it about, um, you know, this TV show that you've watched? um, Why has that made you feel not so great about yourself, or this social media account, or whatever it may be? So, yeah, just having those conversations um, and uh, and yeah, just being really open and honest because you know the other thing at the end of the day, parents also have issues with body image too it's not just kids like it's it's everyone we all feel it and it's just talking about it and what are ways um that we can actually um help ourselves to feel better um so yeah i think you know, they, they, again, like they're, they're, they sound like simple things, Maddie, but it's like, you know, they can be um, a lot more difficult to put into action. But it's just practising, practising yeah. this stuff on a daily basis and just kind of, yeah, again, I think just checking in with ourselves, how are we feeling? Why are we feeling this way? You know, why am I feeling guilty or down on myself? Um, and what can I do to sort of, yeah, remove that uh, trigger again. You know, in the future, yeah. or, or limit the feelings that that particular thing might make us feel. So, um, yeah, it's kind of um, yeah. There's a few a few little tips there. Hopefully, they can sort of help parents um, navigate some of these conversations and feelings with their kids. But mm. look, it's definitely an ongoing thing that even I'm still working on. You know, so well, it's a it's a daily kind of you know learning experience. I think.
0: Yeah. I definitely think although language is a massive one, I do completely agree. Um, even starting those conversations where I guess from a young age, just learn to be open with your children. I feel like that, mm-hmm. especially from a young age, your kid will more than likely be more open to speaking to you. If something does come up where she totally. she or he compares herself to her body, She her body's changing and she doesn't like it. It's more. Once you are open with your kids, that's they're more prone to speaking to you about any problems that do arise rather than masking it. And it's almost too late to address certain issues where their health is obviously compromised by, at the worst case, a really bad eating disorder where it's almost too late and it's it hits that point, which is unfortunate. But I think it's really important to have an open conversation with your parents from a very young age, just so that they know that they can come to you whenever they do need that help.
1: Absolutely. Couldn't agree more, Maddie. Totally, totally, totally agree. So, yeah, hopefully uh, a few of you out there listening are already practising this stuff. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, it is um, something that you can start straight away.
0: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, that was amazing. I've had, I know there's so many different points and we touch touch on many different things, but I feel like in one way or another someone's going to learn or understand how they can better support themselves or a loved one struggling with body image Um, but it's been amazing speaking with you today and having you on the podcast again it's always such a nice and lovely time every time we do have you on as a guest
1: well thank you so much maddie it's been an absolute pleasure and you know even chatting about all this stuff this morning's made me go oh i need to do a bit of a facebook and and instagram cleanse myself (laughs) it's been a good reminder so thank you so so much for having me again
0: That's okay. No worries. And we hope we can have you on again, but thank you again for coming on board and speaking to us.
1: Anytime Maddie. Thanks again and um, have a great day.
0: So we hope that you were able to gather one tip or two tips out of this episode at least. We know we did touch on many different topics, but all of them in one way or another were really important to discuss. We had such a lovely time speaking to Maddie. It's always so lovely to speak with her. but. Yeah, it was such a nice topic to discuss just because it is a really important conversation to have, especially with children and teens um, at that early stage before it might be too late. But we hope that you did enjoy. If you did any feedback or want to leave a review, please feel free on our Spotify or Apple Podcasts. But that was it. So we'll see you in two weeks time and we hope that you love this episode.